0: From NPR and WNYC, coming to you from the Bell House in beautiful Brooklyn, New York, it's NPR's hour of puzzles, word games, and trivia. Ask me another. I'm guest musician Julian Villard, and now here's your host, Ophira Eisenberg. Hey,
1: everybody! Hello!
2: Thank you, Julian. It's so nice to have you back. Nice to see you. It's
0: great to be here. Thanks for having me.
2: Yeah. We have a great show for you, everybody. I'm so happy to see you all here. We have four brilliant contestants. They're backstage right now wondering if flip-flops are okay for radio uh, or at all. And soon they'll be up here playing our nerdy games. And, of course, one of them will be our big winner we have two amazing comedians. They host a great pop culture podcast called Las Culturistas. <laughs> Bowen Yang and Matt Rogers. Bowen Yang also writes for Saturday Night Live, or as I like to call it, Sunday Morning YouTube. <laughs> and as part of their podcast and live show, Los Culturistas, they will complain and have other comedians complain about culture and stuff in general. It's a segment called, I Don't Think So, Honey... And so, uh, I have a few of my own that I'd like to share. I don't think so, honey. People who say that I have a face for radio. I don't think so, honey. Dating sites that match you based on what you both like. That is not how you make a match. A match is made by shared hatred. That's what makes a match right? You both like Italian movies and baking shows? Who cares? You both hate fennel and jazz? That's gonna last. (laughs) That's a real relationship. And let's just say, social media, I know it serves a great purpose, but man, it's scientifically proven that it makes all of us feel pretty bad. Uh, I have a hard time with Instagram right now, because everybody's selfies on the beach. They're hot beach selfies. I can't go to the beach. I have been told that, you know, because of my skin, I should never be in the sun, so (laughs) my beach look is basically orthodox, (laughs) or or at least a swimsuit that screams, it's 1918 and my fiancé's at war. (laughs) Later in the show, Anna Roisman, who hosts HQ Words, is going to be joining us. Yeah. (laughs) How many HQ players are here? How many people play HQ? Yeah? All right. All right. We have a great show. Let's play some games, everybody. Our first game is about the moon. Did you know in Apollo 11, three men flew to the moon, but only two set foot on it? It's true. That's right. Michael Collins just looked out the window and went, eh, I'm good. Let's meet our contestants. First up, Mike Raciapa. You're an account manager at a tech company that uses advanced AI. Ooh, and you used to act and worked at an English-themed theme park in Korea.
1: I did. Yeah,
2: it's, uh, it's it was called the Kyonggi English Village. Yeah, and uh, basically they were placed all over Korea so that uh, students and you know young people or families that were learning English but had no place to use it without traveling, could use it in an immersive environment. And I was hired as one of their edutainers. Yeah. (laughs) Mike, when you ring in, we'll hear this. Your opponent is Alisa O'Shea. You're a multimedia designer and you used to collect Pez dispensers. Yes. And you've passed <laughs> this down to your child who also collects Pez dispensers. Yes. And he had a great score. Uh, he just came back from a camping trip and he got um, most of the peanuts from 1964. He got, um, yeah, he got Peppermint Patty, Lucy, um, Snoopy, and Woodstock, but we didn't get Charlie Brown. So, oh, yeah. 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 We're missing one. <laughs> Uh, and so how much does a sort of vintage Pez go for? We
3: looked one up, and it was worth like $6. <laughs> cool. <laughs>
2: cool. All right. Alisa, when you ring in, we'll hear this. Mike and Elisa, whoever has more points after two games will go to our final round. In this game, we'll pretend you're on a romantic midnight stroll, gazing up at the sky, trying to impress your date with facts about the moon. It's called Fly Me to the Permanent Natural Satellite.
0: Your date does their best impression Of Jimmy Stewart and says I'll give you the moon This is a terrible Jimmy Stewart, I'm sorry (laughs) I'll give you the moon I'll throw a lasso around and pull it down (laughs) You'd say they need a pretty big lasso Because the equatorial circumference Of the moon is roughly equal to what? A. The width of Texas B. The width of Russia Or C. 400,000 Jimmy Stewart's Laid head to toe (laughs) Alisa. B, Russia? That is correct. (laughs) The circumference of the moon is about 6,800 miles, which is close to the width of Russia.
2: Your date is saying that they want to get away from it all. You suggest a romantic trip to the moon by saying, A, let's forget time. Your wind-up wristwatch won't work up there anyway. B, are you sick of mundane everyday chores? Good news, you can't use a cordless vacuum on the moon. Or C, let's get lost in each other's eyes, literally, because your magnetic compass won't work up there. Mike. A. I'm sorry, that is incorrect, but good guess. <laughs> Alisa, can you steal? Um, C. C, the, the magnetic compass won't work up there. That is correct, Yeah. <laughs> The moon's magnetic field is very weak compared to the Earth's. Uh, The moon doesn't have magnetic poles like the Earth
0: does. Your date says the moon's spherical shape inspired them to invite you to a baseball game. What do you say? A, actually, it's shaped more like an egg. B, actually, it's shaped more like a hockey puck. Or C, actually, it's shaped like your backside as you walk away forever. (laughs) Alisa. I'm gonna go for the hockey puck, B. No, that is incorrect. Mike, can you steal? A, the egg. You are correct, Mike. It is shaped like an egg. All right, this is your last clue. You notice your date has been checking Tinder this whole time. What do you say? A, speaking of dating, did you know uranium lead dating revealed that the moon is about four and a half billion years old? B, speaking of swiping right. Did you know the moon rotates clockwise on its axis as seen from the Earth's north pole? Or C, did you know NASA invented a Tinder-like app for lonely astronauts called Blastoff? Mike. B. That is not correct. The moon rotates counterclockwise. Alisa, would you like to steal? A. That is correct. Ophira, how did that that game wind up?
2: Great game. Alisa is in the lead. <laughs> Our next game is called Classical Power Chords. Each clue is two audio clips. The first is a piece of classical music. The second is a pop song influenced by the classical piece. Each piece of music you identify is worth one point, and you can tell me the artist or the title. So, Elisa, stay in the lead, and you are in the final round. Mike, you need to get more points, or Vivaldi's Four Seasons will turn into two seasons. LAUGHTER Climate change. <laughs> Here we go. This clue combines a 19th century German composer and a 20th century rapper.
1: B boys and girls, listen up. You can be anything in the world, and God, be trust the
2: Elisa, Beethoven. That's right. Yeah, well, the first clip was uh, Beethoven. Do you want to go for the second clip, Elisa? I'm
3: coming up blank, I'm
2: okay. sorry. Okay, Mike, can you uh, add anything to this?
1: Nothing. <laughs> okay.
2: <laughs> so that was uh, Ludwig van Beethoven's Fur Elise and Nas I Can. Ah. Huh. A classic. <laughs> we couldn't. You, you guys couldn't, but we he couldn't. can. <laughs> Here's a piece from a Polish-born piano composer... And an English rock band.
1: Wake from your sleep.
2: <laughs> Elisa, don't know the first one, but Radiohead is the second one. Yeah, Radiohead is the second one. <laughs> Can I take a guess? Chopin. Yes, you got it yeah. right. Good job. Yes, that was Prelude Number Four in E Minor, and of course, Radiohead exit music for a film. All right, this pairing begins with a 19th-century Austrian composer and ends with a rock duo from Detroit. Mike Seven Nation Army Yes Is one of them That's correct How about the the name Of the other song Austrian composer (laughs) I don't know why I'm saying that Because I don't know Any Austrian composers Um... (laughs) Well just name Your favorite Austrian composer Uh, Lady Gaga (laughs) Okay Good one Good one Alisa can you steal Stravinsky? Sorry that is incorrect. <laughs> that was Bruckner's Symphony number no. 5 in B flat major. <laughs> and of course, yes, White Stripes Seven Nation Army. This is your last mashup. Mike, <laughs> Lady Gaga. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. And uh, Tchaikovsky? No. <laughs> but you got you got a point there. Elisa, can uh, you steal yeah. Bach? Yes. Yeah. All right. All right. That was uh, that was Bach's Fugue number twenty four from the Well Tempered Clavier. Well done, tough game You both did great And Alisa is going to our final round <laughs> Coming up we'll have the hosts of the pop culture podcast Las Culturistas, and Yang, and Matt Rogers They end each show with a list of complaints Called I Don't Think So Honey So we'll find out what they have against bees I'm Ophira Eisenberg And this is Ask Me Another from NPR <laughs> Support for this podcast and the following message comes from MailChimp. So, you want to grow your business. Now what? MailChimp's all-in-one marketing platform. That's what. It has all the marketing stuff you need all in one place so you can save time and money. And it's powered by a marketing CRM so you can collect, organize, and understand your audience data. All to help you market smarter and grow faster. Learn more at MailChimp.com. Support for MPR and the following message comes from The Real Real, the leading reseller of authenticated luxury items. Shop luxury clothing, accessories, and fine art at unreal prices. From your favorite designers like Louis Vuitton, Gucci, Cartier, and hundreds more. And The Real Real guarantees each item is authentic. Shop in store, on the app, or at TheRealReal.com and receive 20% off select items with the promo code REAL.
4: We spend millions of hours and billions of dollars on video games, but can consoles still compete with the next level of streaming and subscriber services? I'm Joshua Johnson, subscribe to 1A on NPR as we consider the future of gaming.
0: This is Ask Me Another, NPR's hour of puzzles, word games, and trivia. I'm Julian Villard, now here's your host, Ophira Eisenberg.
2: Thank you, Julian. It's time to welcome our first special guest. He co hosts the pop culture podcast, Los Culturistas, and he currently writes for Saturday Night Live. Please welcome Bowen Yang. Welcome to Ask Me Another.
3: Thank you for having me.
2: Pleasure. Uh, Bowen, you went to NYU and have described yourself as a mediocre chemistry major. Absolutely.
3: Just somehow ended up with not a BS in chemistry, a BA in chemistry. You did. A Bachelor of Arts in chemistry. (laughs) (laughs) My sister was already going there. She's two years older than me. And um, I would go on all these college tours when I was thinking about where I would want to go. And at the end of each tour, I'd be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So um do you guys have any improv groups? Like I was <laughs> I was so I was that kid. Uh, yeah.
2: Right, they're like, but you're studying science. And you were like, just curious. Just curious. Yeah. But when you were taking chemistry yeah. and trying to decide, mm-hmm. you there was a moment where you thought you might go pre-med, mostly inspired yeah. by Sandra O? Oh?
3: By Sandra O. Oh. Yes. I loved Grey's Anatomy, and like I've said that it's um, an example of bad representation, which is um, seeing someone like you, or it was double refractive re- representation because it was an Asian person yes. acting, but being a doctor. And I thought I conflated the thing where I was like, "Oh, I want to be that, but the doctor," right? Which was wrong. And then I was like, oh, no, I meant to be that, but the actor, oh, I'll do that. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like,
2: right, mm-hmm, exactly. Mm-hmm. Take a step back. Yep, yep, and, yep, yep, uh, yep, And then it kind of all fell into place. Exactly.
3: <laughs> so that's what it was. But yeah.
2: So you recently joined Saturday Night Live yeah. as a writer.
3: Yes, yeah.
2: Now, many people don't know this, that as a writer, you go through the same audition, you know, on-camera process. Yeah,
3: some of them, yeah, some of them do, yeah. And Uh
2: did you do characters? I did
3: characters, yeah, a few few times. Um, So, yeah, and then they would be like, new material every time, and I'd be like, okay. And um, they'd be like, and just, yeah, new impressions. And I was like, I am running out of Asian public figures. Right to impersonate who,
2: who were you doing so
3: I was I was really scraping the bottom of the barrel by the end I did like um, Michiko Kakutani and like <laughs> I did I, I thought about doing um, Hanya Yanagihara do people know her she, she wrote um, A, A Little Life yes and she's the editor in chief of T the New York Times magazine um, but I would do like her and I would do <laughs> I did this was right after it happened remember the United guy the guy who got dragged off United yes did that guy Had had, had a little pump bottle of fake blood. And so, in between setups, I like, he was, I think he was my last character. Like, he he was my closer. (laughs) I took out this this bottle of fake blood and he was like, I did this. And I was just like, yep, um, no, it's cool. I get like free flight. I don't even know what I wrote.
2: But you were part of a sketch on a, a recent episode of SNL the one where Sandra hosted yeah 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 did you tell her that she inspired you to study chemistry I I think I think I had
3: because I had met her at the Golden Globes because I I wrote for that and she that was the first time I met her and she was so great um and I, I did I like very drunkenly went up to her at the after party I was like hey this is such a pleasure and you're a big reason why I you know I do this I saw you and um the Princess Diaries and then Arliss, and then Sideways and you know, like all this. I was like I was like you're incredible. Yeah. And she was just so cool about it. she was like, Thank you. Like all she she just nodded at me and was like, That means a lot and thank you. And she just and she did the most Sandra thing ever, which she just she just um stared look looked me in my eyes yeah. and just stared at me for like ten seconds without saying anything. And was like, Thank you. Yeah, yeah. it was Beautiful. Yeah. Um, but then, yeah, she got, and then she came to SNL in March, and it was, it was great. And then I got thrown into the sketch where I was playing Kim Jong-un, and she was playing my translator. Yeah. Yeah, that's that right. Was, it was fun. It was, it was really fun.
2: Uh, you also host a podcast. Yes. Called yeah. Called Los
3: Culturistas.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And lucky for us, your co-host comedian, Matt Rogers is waiting in the wings. Matt Rogers, everybody. Hey! Hello, Matt! How's it going? You two started Las Culturistas in 2016, but you met around six years before that uh, at NYU. Yes. Mm -hmm. And were you just friends immediately?
4: No. No. No? There was a degree of animosity between us because... There was. (laughs) Oh! Bowen Bowen thought that there was something between me and this girl on our floor that he was saying he liked. Okay. So... (laughs) It's a lot of problems. This is so when we were both, fun. like, uh, closeted. Uh-huh. It happens. Uh-huh. It's happening now. Um, <laughs> so, like, our whole freshman year, we were kind of, like, very wary of each other yes. because of, like, the shermong of it all, which was her name. Her name, name was Shermung, yeah. Um And... <laughs> Um, So then our sophomore year, he was in the improv group at NYU and I was in the sketch comedy group at NYU. Oh, that's
2: like rollerbladers Uh, and skateboarders or something. Yeah, very like
4: that. It was the Capulet and Montague (laughs) situation. And um, so basically, um, our friends in the comedy group were like, be friends, like do it.
3: And we were like, no. Because at that point, so at that point we had come out of the closet and then, yeah, so we were just, we were both like, you know, these gay Barbie dolls for these people yeah. who are just like, you two play. Right.
4: And we were like, you think we're going to be friends just because we're gay? No way. And then we were at, I think it was a Halloween party, and uh-huh. you were Ash Ketchum, and I was Jason Stackhouse. Yes.
3: <laughs> yes. From True Blood? From yeah. True
4: Blood. And we discovered from across the party that we both knew all the words to Nicki Minaj's super bass, which at the time... Was
3: just a bonus track and not a single. Got yes. it. So it was, a, it was a deep cut. Yeah. And they credit, they
4: do, they, the, you know, royal they, Uh credit (laughs) Taylor Swift with making this popular because she did it in concert, but I think it was me and my
2: sis. I think you're right. I think you're right. I think it was us. It
3: was
1: us.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Now, you end every episode of Las Culturistas with a segment called I Don't Think So, Honey. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Where you ran for 60 seconds about something you disagree with. In pop culture or culture in general, and yeah. you also invite comics to do it. Yes, yes. Uh, so, is there one thing that comes up all the time? I remember
3: getting paper straws a lot. Paper, paper straws, straws is one of my
4: favorites because every time you use a paper straw, you're like, "I don't think so, honey." <laughs> 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 but you know why it's important, and that's the conflict. Wow. I know exactly. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Are you ready for an ask me another challenge? Yes. yes. All right. So, Bowen and Matt, like it or not, you've actually now officially become contestants. Oh, my oh, God. Yeah. I like so, it. whoever has the most points at the end of two games is going to move on to our final round. Hmm. It's the first time we're doing this. And, of course, whoever doesn't gets to go home early. <laughs> ah. <laughs> so, let's welcome back Julian Villar. Julian. Julian! I just want to
4: say, Bowen is like almost a doctor, and I am staggeringly dumb. No. So this is going to be it's not true. crazy. <laughs> it's not
3: true.
2: You'll do great. Okay. Your first game is called I Do Think So, Honey. Oh. <laughs>
1: uh,
2: we're going to read a statement about honey and bees. <laughs> and it could be true or something we made up. And you're just going to ring in and say... If you think it's true, you'll say, "I do think so, honey." And if you think it's false, you'll ring in and say, "I don't think so, honey." Okay. Great. Uh, But be careful, because if you answer incorrectly, your opponent automatically gets the point. Wow,
4: God, Ophira. I
2: know. All right, here we go. Honeybees are the only insects that make honey.
3: Matt.
4: That's true. So. (laughs) Wait, wait, wait. (laughs) What
3: do you (laughs) say? It's your your catchphrase. You're gonna say,
2: "I do." (laughs) I do think so, honey. (laughs) So weird in that way, isn't it? Uh, I am sorry, it's it's false. You're kidding. (laughs) Uh, uh, Certain wasp and ant species make honey too. Oh, come on! Disgusting! Disgusting!
3: Disgusting! Disgusting.
2: (laughs) Only male bees make honey, while female bees take care of the hive. Matt. That is true. (laughs) What do you say? It's not true. It's false. It's false.
1: Why would it be true? Why would it be true?
2: Here's how it works all the worker bees are female, including the ones who make honey. All the male bees are drones, and their only task is to mate, and the drones die immediately after mating because it's that good. Thank you.
0: Archaeologists excavating pyramids in Egypt found pots of 3,000-year-old honey. Bowen. Me?
3: Uh, I do think so, honey. Yes, you're right. Okay, perfect. And you can't, no microorganisms can grow in honey, which is why honey never spoils, and even 1,000-year-old honey is still good honey.
0: Exactly. Exactly right.
2: Exactly right. (laughs) All right, (laughs) how about this one? bears really do eat honey?
4: Matt? False. They eat smaller animals.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It's it's actually true. (laughs) Not only do they eat... They go after beehives. They love the honey so much. They just, they eat the bees as well. Oh. They just eat the whole So it's like, not
4: only are you thing. wrong, but you're so wrong. They love it. <laughs> they stand for the honey. Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my God. Most honey in the United States is produced in Utah. I, I don't think so, honey. You are right. <laughs>
3: I don't have any addendums to that, I don't, I don't know.
0: Utah's nickname is the Beehive State, but it doesn't even crack the top 10. Most honey in the United States comes from North Dakota. The nickname was chosen for its symbolism of collective work.
4: I was distracted, your voice is so... Julian has
0: such a good voice. Oh my god, it's, it's a very everything. good voice. <laughs> Just focus on the game, guys. Okay. All right.
1: I shot
2: my, shot. Shot. I shot, my shot. shot, I shot
0: my shot. Shot a shot.
2: <laughs> In 11th century Germany, honey was used as money. Matt. True. <laughs> yes. You are correct. Yeah! I won. Wow. That was a great game. That was a that was great, a great game. game. That was
4: a really good
3: game. Wow.
2: Uh, And Bowen is clearly in the lead. (laughs) Okay, before your second game, I want to talk to Matt Rogers for a little (laughs) bit. So, Matt, you recently celebrated a birthday at Disneyland. (laughs)
4: I love that. At Disney,
2: Bowen, you work for SNL. Uh, Matt,
4: you went to Disneyland for your birthday. Yes, (laughs) but you did, right? I I did. (laughs) Uh, but you know what? Actually, I make a cultural impact every time I go. It does, um, uh, and I, it makes a cultural impact on me. I famously have only ever been to Europe one time, but I've been to Epcot dozens of times, so it sort of works out the same. <laughs> you can get amazing things when you go for your birthday.
2: What do you? Yeah, what do you get?
4: Well, everyone says hello to you. And
2: that's the extent of it. So we have another Ask Me Another Challenge for you and Bowen. Now, I don't know if you're competitive, but I take it you are. We love pop divas, uh, but obviously when they try acting, the results can be a little mixed because for every Lady Gaga in A Star Is Born, there is Mariah Carey in Glitter. Mm. I reject
4: that. Oh. (laughs)
2: Perfect. (laughs) So in this game, we're going to read a summary of a critically panned film's reviews as found on the movie website Rotten Tomatoes. We have removed the diva's name and the movie title from these descriptions. And you are going to earn one point for identifying the film and one point for identifying the diva who stars in it. Great. Great. Okay. So Bowen, stay in the lead and you're in the final round. Matt, you need to get more points or... I'm going home. Here we go. A notorious stinker. This film features banal songs, a witless plot, and non-existent chemistry between its American Idol sanctioned leads. <laughs> yes, Matt?
4: It's from Justin and Kelly. That's starring Kelly Clarkson yes, and Justin Warren. is.
2: I've not seen it.
4: Featuring the hit song, Timeless. Yes. Which they sang on a boat. So three more points for that?
0: <laughs> Seth Rogen and this actress have enough chemistry to drive a solidly assembled comedy. Unfortunately, this film has a lemon of a script and is perilously low on comedic fuel. Bowen. Uh, this is The Guilt Trip starring
3: Barbara Streisand. You are right.
4: Uh, right. I don't... Is she a pop diva? She's a, uh, a diva. Just, just a diva. Just a legendary shantous. She did disco in the, in the pop 70s. Pop diva, legendary shantous. Two different categories. Oh my categories. God. <laughs>
2: Two divas star in this movie. We're looking for the one that isn't mentioned in the summary. Campy and cliched, this movie wastes its talent cast, including a better-than-expected Christina Aguilera. No,
3: it's me. I was in
2: first. On a no. movie...
3: <laughs> and she it was, has to stop. It was, she it has. has a stop. Let her finish. On a
2: movie that wavers between bad and so bad it's good. Matt. Oh, no. That would be
3: burlesque,
2: Ophira. That's it's correct. starring
4: Cher. That is it's right. Christina Aguilera and Julianne Hough, who released a country album. So,
3: <laughs> Oh, my God.
2: All right. We're going to sprinkle some points around. Don't you oh. worry. We're going to
3: sprinkle
4: as some points around. As long as they around. all sprinkle over here, Ophira. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right. Here is the Rotten Tomatoes summary for a movie based on a board game. Oh, no. It I know may- it.
3: <laughs> so I know it. Too. I mean, I know it, too. May, I listen, let me read the thing.
0: <laughs> it may offer energetic escapism for less demanding filmgoers, but this movie is too loud, poorly written and formulaic to justify its expense, and a lot less fun than its source material.
1: No please. Bowen, <laughs>
0: Battleship starring Rihanna. You are correct) yeah.
2: This film assembles an undeniably talented cast of voice actors and live-action stars, <laughs> then crushes them beneath a blue mound oh, oh, of lowest oh, 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 common denominator oh, 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 kitty fair. That, 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 that was like, it was me. It was me. It was me. Bowen. That's Oh
3: my God. That is. It is the Smurfs with Katy Perry. Yes, it is. <laughs>
4: I can't believe you wouldn't even let me have that one. You're gonna win. All right. Oh my god! There's only I'm one left, so right? Upset.
3: Okay.
0: <laughs> Bizarre and clumsily plotted, this movie is a mess. As for its stars, Affleck and the lead actress lack chemistry. No, no, you go you, it's go, you go, you go, you go. Matt.
4: Geely Jennifer Lopez. Yes, you are correct. <laughs> they also start together in the movie Jersey Girl. Point. Point. <laughs> yes.
3: <laughs> give it. Give it. Give it to
4: Yes.
2: Yeah, why not? Shall no? I have a point? Shall That's he? Brilliant. Uh, very, very close. Looks like, yeah, looks like Bowen is moving on to our final round.
1: Okay, you deserve
2: it. Last Culturistas is going on tour in August with I Don't Think So Honey. Thirty comedians take one minute each to go off on culture. Give it up for Matt Rogers and yeah. Bowen Yang. Yeah. Speaking of tours in September, Ask Me Another is heading to Texas and taping shows in four cities. But Houston, we have a problem. We need contestants. If you're around Dallas, San Antonio, Austin, or Houston, go to amatickets.org and apply to be a contestant on our Texas tour. Coming up, I'll be joined by another female comedian slash trivia host, HQ's Anna Royceman. We'll join forces, and maybe with two of us, men will stop correcting us. I'm Ophira Eisenberg and this is Ask Me Another from NPR. Support for NPR and the following message comes from Rothy's. Rothy's are the everyday flats for life on the go. Stylish, versatile, fully machine washable, and they go with everything, from yoga pants to dresses and skirts. Best of all, there's zero break in period, thanks to their woven design, seamlessly crafted from recycled water bottles. Plus, Rothy's always come with free shipping and free returns and exchanges. Find out why BuzzFeed called them their forever shoes at rothys.com slash another. This message comes from NPR sponsor Discover. With the Discover It Miles card, you can go further than you've ever gone before. Like sun in your face, book in your hands, kids playing in the sand further. Because the Discover It Miles card offers unlimited one and a half miles on every purchase. And they'll automatically match all the miles you earn at the end of your first year. Get out there with your Discover It Miles card today. Limitations apply. Discover Match for new card members only. Learn more at discover.com slash travel while you're sleeping a whole bunch of news is happening around the world up first is the NPR news podcast that gets you caught up on the big news in a small amount of time spend about 10 minutes with up first on weekday mornings from NPR news Mm
0: This is NPR's Ask Me Another. I'm Julian Villard. Now, here's your host, Ophira Eisenberg.
2: Thank you, Julian. In our next game, we'll make fun of well regarded plays. Berthold Brecht is about to get Berthold wrecked. <laughs> Let's meet our next two contestants. First up, Alice Kors, you're an actor and you're obsessed with magic. Yeah. So am I. Really? Yes. Do you try doing any tricks?
5: Um, I have a magic kit in my desk at work. Sure you do. Yeah. <laughs> it is a children's
2: magic yeah. set. <laughs> Does it have like a, the, a wand and it cards? It has a
5: wand. It ha- I'm gonna reveal a trick. Is that okay? Yes. Okay, okay it's a secret. Don't so tell anyone. Great. But the way they do the like pulling the scarves out of your hand is it's a fake thumb, and I didn't know until I opened the box. Does the fake thumb, does it sit okay on your thumb? Um, No, it is also not
2: my skin tone. (laughs) Fantastic. All right, Alice, when you ring in, we'll hear this. Your opponent is Max Newman. You're studying political science and government at Columbia University, and you love debating.
0: Kind of a lot, yeah. Um, I've been doing it for about seven years, and it's taught me how to talk fast um, and how to not acknowledge
2: when I'm wrong. Yeah. (laughs) Important skills for someone studying government. Yeah. Uh, Max, when you ring in, we'll hear this. All right, remember, Alice and Max, whoever has more points after two games will go to our final round. So the Tony separates plays and musicals into different awards, but today we are bringing together those two theatrical forms in a game called Put on a Happy Face.
0: We rewrote famous songs from musicals to make them about critically-claimed, non-musical stage plays. Each clue is worth two points, one if you identify the stage play, and one if you can tell me the song I'm parroting or the musical it came from. Here we go. The stage manager will tell you that you got a treasure every moment, but you won't. There's dead folks and mourners here in Grover's Corners. You're building a set. Well, don't. Alice.
5: Okay, so the play is Our Town by Thornton Wilder. Correct. And the song is Tomorrow from Annie.
0: Also correct. Well done.
2: Nice job. Added info. (laughs) Gave a playwright, which we didn't expect. (laughs) Enjoyed that. That was great.
0: Uh, Here comes the next one. This play is named for a private part. Women's experience will impart. Theater, politics, spoken art. This play is made for a private part. Max. The play is The Vagina Monologues. The musical is West Side Story. Correct. Correct. All right, here's your next song. 525,600 minutes But really, time has no meaning That sure seems clear See, we've been biding our time But our friend's not coming I guess we'll keep talking And stay right here Alice
5: So the play is Waiting for Godot And the musical is Rent Correct, correct
2: (laughs) I used to I remember reading Waiting for Godot And being like, what is this about? (laughs) And I feel like recently I've been like, I get it (laughs)
0: This is it. I'm in it. This is it. I would, lo- I would love for you to explain that to me after the show, because I do not know. Do not know. All right. Here's your next one. We're in this old saloon, because Hickey's coming soon. Well, now he's here and singing a different tune. Pipe dreams. Pipe dreams. He says we don't need pipe dreams, uh, but we really need pipe dreams. It seems. Pipe dreams. Max, guys and dolls. Correct. And you can have the point for the other one. I do not know it. <laughs> Alice.
5: Okay. Hmm. Uh, let's see. Pipe dreams. Yep. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's, yeah.
2: That's that <laughs> is the takeaway.
5: <laughs> yeah. 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 Is it?
2: Just go for it. On the waterfront. I shouldn't have told you to go for it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no. But uh, good guess.
0: The answer is the Iceman Cometh.
2: Oh, of course. All
0: right, uh, this is your last clue. Sorry, King, don't mean to drop a bomb. But you killed your dad and shacked up with your mom. Now there is no more doubt because the truth is out. So gouge your eyes. Your eyes. Alice.
5: Okay, so the play is Oedipus Rex. Correct. And the musical, Chicago. Also correct.
2: I call the Oedipus complex all that jazz.
0: (laughs) All right, great game.
2: Alice is in the lead. Our next game is about all the fan mail we get, it's called Too Many Letters. And here to help us play it is a very special guest. She's a comedian, and she hosts HQ Words on the live game show app, HQ Trivia. Please welcome Anna Roysman, everybody. <laughs> Hi. Hi. Hey, Anna. It's so nice to see you. Thank you for being part of the live event. Thanks for event.
6: having me. I love being live. Thank <laughs> you so much. For... In fr- these, there's people here, though. I'm really nervous, you know? I don't... Yeah, I don't work with people. Yeah,
2: what's it like to always, uh, you know, you, you know that you're going out to thousands and thousands of people. Yeah, uh, like how do you adjust to that, or just not think about it? You don't think about it. Yeah, you
6: know, it. It really feels like I'm facetiming with my mom. It's like that, but a game show with a hundred thousand people, right? It's the same. <laughs> yeah, you look same for- feeling. You guys facetime, yeah. right? You know, and you had both of your parents come on as guests. They have, yes, they have. They don't have a social media
2: presence, but they have been on, and
6: you can find them on the internet. Hosting HQ.
2: <laughs> Did you ask them like what your favorite thing is about? Like, do they? Play? Yeah, I told.
6: I asked my mom. I was like, "What do you love about HQ Words?" I'm trying to like engage her, like stop just staring at the page and talking like a robot. And she was like, "Well, I love when I turn my phone on. I just know that if you're there, you're alive." (Laughter) So I don't have to call her anymore. If she signs on to the game, we don't have to talk for a couple days. It's nice. She knows That's I'm great. around.
2: She's like, it's 9.30. Let's yeah. see how Anna's yeah. doing. Oh, there
6: she is. She's breathing and she's talking. Great.
2: So, yeah. Anna, you host HQ Words, which is basically HQ Trivia meets Wheel of Fortune. So you are the perfect person to lead this game. It is about initialisms. And for those of you who don't know, an initialism is like an acronym, but for pedantic people. <laughs>
6: Actually, an acronym is pronounced like a word such as NASA. You know what that is. An initialism is pronounced as individual letters like CIA, LOL, RIP, MIA. Those are my favorites. It got darker. Right? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not used to being IRL. <laughs> okay, so here's how this game works. Every answer is two initialisms mashed together. Uh, The first initialism is a government agency, and the second one could be anything. For example, if I said, send your tax returns to this department, and they'll have you audited by cast members Keenan Thompson and Kate McKinnon, you would answer, IRSNL. You got it? Oh, oh, the light bulbs. Look at how many went off. Yeah.
2: I know for a while there they were just looking very scared, but yeah. now it's okay, right? Now it's okay. Now okay, you guys feel
6: better. It. Yeah, great. Um, and because this game seems impossible by the looks of everyone's faces right now, uh, I'm doubling the points. And because I'm from HQ, everyone's getting $200,000. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're getting it. We're all yeah. splitting it. At in the tote end of the bags, night. in
2: tote bags, please. Yeah.
6: Alice, stay in the lead, and you will be in the final round. And Max, you need to get more points, or you will be SOL. (laughs) Ring in to answer. Here we go. This department approves the prescription drugs you'll need after you jump on your kid's trampoline and tear this ligament in your knee. Alice. Okay, so it's the FDACL. You got it right. This government agency tracks climate change and discounts for retired seniors. Alice. So the EPAARP.
2: Oh, she got it right.
1: She's yeah.
6: good. <laughs> Coming in hot.
2: <laughs> this is impressive. You know, we, we think this game is pretty hard. Yeah. And you guys are uh, kind of creaming it. Well done.
6: All right, we're moving on. This domestic intelligence agency is infamous for warrantless wiretapping of U.S. citizens and super slow dial-up internet connections.
0: N-S-A-O-L.
6: Ooh, you've got mail, man oh, Yeah. Yeah. All right, this federal agency will give you a grant to pursue your creative dreams, and when you realize you can't afford rent you can go to law school and join this organization of U.S. lawyers.
0: It's the National Endowment for Arts in the American Bar Association, so it would be the NEABA.
2: Oh, you got it. (laughs) Yes. That clue is what a lot of parents tell their children when they (laughs) want to study (laughs) (laughs) arts.
6: All right, this is your last clue. All right, this agency is supposed to make sure we don't swear on the radio, but they're too chilled out to care thanks to this trendy ingredient derived from hemp. <laughs> Alice. The
5: FC CBD.
6: She got it! Yeah! <clears throat> you
1: wow. Did
2: it. Wow and wow. Okay, so it was a really close game, uh, but it looks like after two games, Alice is going to the final round. Wow. Big hand for Anna Roysman, everybody. She hosts HQ Words on the live game show app HQ Trivia. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much, Anna Roysman, one more time. It's time to crown our big winner. Let's bring back our finalist, Alisa O'Shea, who's in the market for a 1964 Charlie Brown Pez dispenser. Alice Coors, who ruined a magic trick for our listeners. (laughs) And from Las Culturistas, Bowen Yang. Okay, Bowen, Alisa Alice, your final round is called Chicken and Egg Problems. I'll give you a pair of events. You just tell me which came first. And our big winner will receive an Ask Me Another Rubik's Cube, signed by Bowen Yang and Matt Rogers. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I know. How c- otherwise could you get that? I, I don't know. I
3: couldn't get it otherwise.
2: So before the show, our two civilian contestants rolled a 20-sided die to determine their order, and it's going to be Bowen, Elisa, and Alice. You each get up to five questions. Here we go. Bowen, which came first, Wi-Fi or the show The Wire?
3: Oh, my
2: God. Ooh, I'm going to say Wi-Fi. That is correct. Okay. Wow. Wi Fi 1996, The Wire 2002. Hmm. Alisa, which came first, the Sony Walkman or Walker Texas Ranger? The Sony Walkman. That is correct. Sony Walkman 1979, Walker Texas Ranger 1993. Alice, which came first, the first Mars rover or the first Mars candy bar? The first Mars candy bar. You are correct, 1932, and the rover, 1997. Bowen, the first supercomputer or the first super PAC?
3: Oh, the first supercomputer.
1: <sighs>
2: yeah, that is oh, yeah. correct, 1964. And the Supreme Court decision, Citizens United, which led to the super PACs, happened in 2010. Elisa, Air Jordans or the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air? The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. I'm sorry, that is incorrect. Air Jordans, 1985. Fresh Prince, 1990. Alice, the launch of the Euro currency or Euro Disney? Euro Disney. You are correct. Euro Disney, 1992. Currency, 1999. All right. Everyone's doing great. Nobody's in danger. Okay. Bowen, the blizzard of 1977 or the Dairy Queen blizzard? Oh, the Dairy Queen blizzard. I'm sorry it's the blizzard of 1977. Of course, the of Dairy course. Queen blizzard was 1985. Wow. Oh. Alisa, <laughs> <laughs> the break in at Watergate or Gatorade? The
5: break in at Watergate.
2: I'm sorry, the answer is Gatorade, 1965. Watergate scandal, 1972. Alice, Saturday Night Live or Saturday Night Fever? <laughs> Saturday Night Live. That is correct. 1975, Saturday Night Fever in 1977. Mm. Okay, we're at the halfway point, and Alice is in the lead. And Elisa, you cannot afford to get any more incorrect. Bowen. The elderflower liqueur Saint Germain, or the Saint Bernard movie Beethoven.
3: Oh, this feels like a trick question. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say Beethoven.
2: You are correct. Beethoven, oh, wow. 1992. Two. Saint Germain, 2007. Yeah. Alisa, okay. Grey Poupon, or the Picture of Dorian Gray by Oscar Wilde. <laughs> She's been getting the hard ones. Um. Poupon. that is correct oh. Grey Poupon 1777. Oh. Dorian <laughs> yeah. yeah Dorian Gray 1890. <laughs> we love mustard. Alice, if you get this right, Elisa will be out Alice, the first Ferris wheel or the first suitcase to have wheels first Ferris wheel that is correct Ferris wheels 1893 suitcase 1970. Okay Elisa, you are not going to be able to catch up you did amazing. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Thank you. Bowen, if you miss this, Alice will win the game. Bowen, <laughs> Bowen, the Pink Floyd album, The Wall or Walmart?
3: Oh, The Wall.
2: I'm sorry, that is incorrect. Walmart, 1962. The Wall, 1979. Wow. That means congratulations, Alice. You're a big winner. <laughs> Our podcast drops each Friday. Listen and subscribe. Our guest musician is Julian Villard.
0: Hey, my name, Anagrams to Naive Jar.
2: Our puzzles were written by Matt Foster, Andrew Kane, Sarah Lazarus, Carol Lee, and senior writer Karen Lurie, with additional material by Kara Weinberger and Emily Winter. Our senior supervising producer is Rachel Neal. Ask Me Another is produced by Mike of Travis Larchuk, Kiara Powell, Nancy Seychow, Ramel Wood, and our intern, Hannah Meyer-Katkin, along with Steve Nelson and Anya Grunman. We are recorded by Damon Whittemore, Noriko Akabe, and Jeff O'Neill. We'd like to thank Anna Roisman. And In Home in Brooklyn, New York, the Bell House, Hot
0: Heel Blues,
2: and our production partner, WNYC. I'm her right begonias,
0: Fira Eisenberg,
2: and this was Ask Me Another from NPR. <laughs> Howdy, Texas. This September, Ask Me Another is bringing comedy, nerdy games, and trivia to the Lone Star State. We'll be stopping by San Antonio, Houston, Dallas, and Austin, and we need listeners like you to be our contestants. If you think you've got what it takes, visit amatickets.org, drop us your email, and we'll send you the contestant quiz. This is NPR. Next time on Ask Me Another, comedian Aparna Nanchurla chats about starring in a Super Bowl commercial and her current role on Comedy Central's Corporate.
5: I think I just based it on every office job I've ever had
2: (laughs) and being like half checked out. (laughs) So join me, Ophira Eisenberg, on NPR's Ask Me Another, the answer to life's funnier questions.